Welcome to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge with your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Within each show, Carol and her guests explore topics that give coaches, healers, and other change catalysts new concepts, tools, and insights that open up opportunities to flourish personally, professionally, and financially. And now, your host, Carol McClelland-Fields. Hello and welcome. I'm Carol McClelland, your host. In this episode of Change Catalyst at the Growing Edge, my guest Daphna Galan Carbone and I will be exploring cultivating peace both within ourselves and beyond. In times of great change, transition and trauma impact us emotionally, physically, and energetically. Daphna uses a variety of modalities that address energetic and physical structures to help her clients cultivate peace within that ripples out into their lives. As change catalysts, we all have the modalities that we're trained to provide, but what happens when our clients need something more? This show will help you see how you can play an important role in helping your clients receive the support they need to release the trauma and come back into a state of balance and peace. Welcome, Daphna. I'm thrilled that you are able to join us today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Let's start with some of your background just to give us a way to tap into the energy that has inspired you to do the work that you do. In previous conversations, you've mentioned you have a wish for world peace. Can you share with us a little bit about what that means to you and how that came to you as your focus in your work? Absolutely. I was born and raised in Israel. I lived about half of my life in the Middle East. You know, growing up in an area like that, the thought of peace is like an impossible dream. And then recently I've been thinking about it a lot because I remembered that there's a prayer or a wish that is said every time a child is born. And the wish is that when you grow up, there will be no more wars. And finally, I've really felt it that that is a core thing that I grew up with is that wish. There will be peace. I yeah, I promise there will be peace, but then in reality, it's not happening. So as a kid, I've observed this very deep, heartbreaking grief of parents losing their children to war, but also the bravery and the love and the hate. There was so much blaming and finger pointing and all of that, that the idea of peace is just still a wish. Mm-hmm. Recently, I realized this is my why, this is my core, and I really have a strong desire for peace because if you meet me and if you talk to me, I am the most peaceful person you could ever meet. I realized that world peace really does start with internal peace, and it's something that we hear all the time, and it's kind of a cliche, but I believe it's true. And when we have peace internally, when we can, you know, talk to ourselves nicely and just accept ourselves a little bit more, then it spills over. And then our person-to-person communication and just energy is more peaceful. And then it can, you know, go on and on. My main thought is that we can stand to be a little more self-involved 
which is something we are taught is not good, but a little more self-involved and a, a lot less other involved, where we try to exert power and control, just be more gentle with ourselves, with others, understanding that people have different opinions and perspectives and values, and it's okay to have different opinions and perspectives and values because we can still be friends. Such a powerful insight that you've had given where you grew up and what you experienced growing up. Yeah. To now have this come forth as your guiding principle. It's a very powerful inspiration. Yeah, thank you. It feels really powerful. And I know that you do several kinds of healing work. And how do you describe the three kinds of work that you do? So my three main methods of healing are body talk, craniosacral fascia therapy, and infant development parent coaching. So body talk, very briefly, is mind-body medicine, combines Eastern, Western, and Ayurvedic philosophies as well as quantum physics and dynamic systems theory. And basically what it all means is that all our parts are dynamically affecting all our other parts. So everything connects to everything and everything affects everything. Here, here. Here, here. Craniosacral <laughs> fascia therapy is again a combination. It combines craniosacral fascial release and dental structures. And again, everything affects everything. So when you work on all the systems together, you get greater and more effective healing. And with infant development parent coaching, I educate parents. It's about the developmental flow in the first year of life. I teach them how to address issues like mild delays, guide them to make their home environment as supportive as possible for their baby's development, and just help them navigate the ginormous amount of decisions they have to make around their child's development and well-being. Yes. And that's the work you've been doing the longest, is that correct? Yes, for about a decade now. And so how has your work, your choosing of these three modalities and the way you do your work, been influenced by your goal of helping people cultivate peace within themselves? It all interweaves really nicely because all of these modalities work on the inner environment. And I believe that when we work on ourselves, when we focus on ourselves, great things can happen. If we let our bodies guide the healing, instead of looking for an outside fix or an outside source of blame, we discover that we're not as simple as we thought <laughs> and that we're affected by so many things in our environment and our lives, like traumas and things we don't even remember familial and ancestral influences, culture, politics. We're so complex when we acknowledge that. And again, be gentle with ourselves, let our bodies guide the healing. Great things can happen. And that is so synonymous with peace because that's what it is. It's cultivating peace inside. Yes. And it's almost like the complexities within us also reflect the complexities in our world. Exactly. As you were speaking, I was thinking about the environmental quandary that we face right now and how complex it is. And it all goes back down to our own relationship with the natural world and being aware of it and being connected with it. And you're saying the same thing here about being connected with our own world and being connected with our bodies to guide us to the places that can be healed right now. 
Exactly. And if you believe in this manifestation process that we manifest what we think of or what we think about the most, if we're constantly in war inside, if we're trying to fight with ourselves, then we manifest that in the world around us. Good point. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And how does this cultivating peace theme roll into your work with new moms? Oh, great question. I believe that when a new mom feels completely supported and heard and cared for, she can be more peaceful with herself and her baby. And then the baby can grow up in that energy. So when the first three years of our lives, we usually don't remember any or most of it because so much is happening and we just soak it all in. If we're in an environment where it's more peaceful and more gentle and more open, then that becomes part of our constitution as opposed to growing up in an environment where there's more judgment and more power struggles and all of that, then that becomes part of our constitution. So as we grow, this becomes part of our lives and how we operate. And the way it comes into my work is that it's, it's not just my idle hope, but I feel that I'm proactively planting many, many seeds and I hold the space for great things to happen. It's it's this ripple effect that if I help a handful of moms be more in that peaceful and gentle place where they're in peace with themselves, all the choices they have to make in the decisions, then it just ripples off to the baby. And as they grow, it ripples off to their surroundings and community and so on and so on. And their own families. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Someday. Yeah. If you were to synthesize all of this about cultivating peace and articulate, why are you so passionate about this? You know, there are lots of things that can inspire us, but I can hear your passion. And so I would love to just get that peace so that we all have that same starting point for our deepening discussions coming up. So the really simple truth is that it works. I see that it works. I see people stepping away from their own suffering. Every day, I see clients being brave, looking at their own pain, and it's, it's miraculous. I just feel fortunate being part of the process somewhere, watching this happen. You didn't hear me say the word healer. I am not the healer. I'm not the one doing the healing. I'm just the guide. I'm helping your body do the healing. And it's, again, a very peaceful process because I'm not telling the body what to do. I'm not deciding for your body what's important. We're just guiding the body, helping the body do what it needs to do to get back to health. And it is such an elegant and beautiful process. I'm just so thankful I'm part of it. Mm, yes. I've worked in similar modalities and it's a very honoring process. You're honoring your body and then your body knows you're listening and it starts sharing. Exactly. A lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So let's back up a bit. That's sort of the end result. But let's talk about what are clients experiencing when they first start working with you? So a lot of clients, when they show up, they either have symptoms that don't go away, either chronic pain, depression, migraines, anxiety, and sleep, and the list goes on. A lot of the times they have what we call mystery symptoms where 
they don't even know where it came from or what it is. I've seen some surgery scars that have been numb for months or years or have weird sensations, but then there's no fix for that. There's also those clients that keep hearing, oh, you're fine, it's all in your head. Technically nothing is wrong. All the test results are great, but still something is going on. Technically healthy, nothing is wrong, but still they feel like something is wrong. A lot of clients that have a desire to get away from the medication cycle, they just want to change their everyday reality. And then people that come in because they're curious and they're open to different ways of healing. And to be perfectly honest, sometimes I get clients who just feel like they exhausted all of their options. They've tried everything under the sun and nothing has helped. And they feel like, why not? I have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And having been one of those people <laughs> over the years, I've had a few mystery symptoms and have been told it's in my head. I completely resonate with the description you're giving here of people who are wanting to heal and yet there's no support for them in other modalities. And when they can find somebody who can listen to their bodies and listen to them, oh, it's such a gift, such a gift indeed. Yeah, and I hear it a lot from clients. Like, I finally feel like somebody is listening. So important. And it allows the body to just kind of relax a little. It doesn't have to fight as hard if it, if it doesn't have to keep screaming, hey, look at me. <laughs> exactly. Since this show is all about change and the fact that change is picking up speed around us, there's more intensity, there's bigger events happening in a lot of our lives. I wanted to talk about how do these outer world changes end up getting reflected in a person's physical and emotional, even mental well-being. And so can you give us a few examples of the ways that you have seen these changes showing up for people? Yes, this is a great great question there's so much so like i mentioned before we're so multifaceted and so many things affect us and when it comes to the environment there could be natural environmental events around us that greatly affect us and in my area there have been fires and it could be as simple as lung issues i've seen lots of lung issues around that time and people that lungs are not their sensitive tissues it may not show up there but it can show up elsewhere and it could also be seemingly unrelated like the exasperation of other symptoms or things that have never happened to them before i've seen a rare type of cancer show up on the tip of the tongue of somebody that lives really close to those fires and of course there's emotional effects of ptsd anxiety depression and desperation, you know, you could have lost all of your possessions. You have a whole new life now. Another thing that affects us a lot is called geopathic stress. Not a lot of us are aware of it, but it's this grid line of energy that comes up from the earth. If you happen to have your bed positioned on a line, or especially on crossing lines, you may have uh, persistent or severe sleep issues, pain that doesn't resolve, an area that keeps getting re-injured and re-injured, and it seems mysterious and doesn't make any sense, but and yet it still keeps happening. Interesting. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, and I had a baby that I worked with a few years ago, 
and it was very interesting because the baby used to sleep 12 hour nights and they lived abroad and then they moved to the US and just like that the baby stopped sleeping and we couldn't figure it out couldn't figure it out then I said let's check for geopathic stress and sure enough his crib was now situated over a, a line and I asked the mom if there's another place in the room that he sleeps better and she said oh yeah you know in the morning when I just can't take it anymore I take him and we sleep on the couch across the room and then he sleeps fine ah. so <laughs> they moved the crib to that side of the room and lo and behold he sleeps 12 hour nights again oh my gosh wow yeah. it's quite amazing and there's of course personal and family changes like divorce and relocation and death and trauma and all of these things and that could be pretty much anything a lot of times though it is either autoimmune issues blood pressure heart disease and my favorite a sudden and extreme change in children's behavior mm. and that is a big clue that something's happening for them you know another example is political changes there's always something political going on <laughs> all over the world <laughs> all over the world and some of us may be addicted to hearing about all the stuff that's going on and we think that it's not a big deal but then it affects us really deeply and we can go into fear we can go into anxiety and depression we can have panic attacks out of the blue when our lives are fine but all of a sudden we have panic attacks i have a client who's very much affected by all the political changes he can very much get himself into fear and we've tried to do a detox from media but it's so hard because it's so built in at this point it's hard for a lot of people to disengage but well, it's so I important think, sometimes yeah and i think a lot of that discussion wherever you are in the world if there are political changes going on it amps up the level of uncertainty yes and it's not that we're hooked into what's happening this minute so much as our brains are hooked into oh my gosh now what that's what exactly the fear in the structures that we're accustomed to are shifting around and we don't know how that's going to unfold mm -hmm. and it's the uncertainty of that that makes all of these symptoms show up and become more exaggerated because of that increase in uncertainty absolutely yes and if we have any pre-existing emotional pain or baggage that we're carrying that becomes even greater yes I want to make sure that I mention nutrition and how our food is changing because that's a big environmental shift. Yes. For example, gluten and wheat. And it seems that the molecular structure of gluten and wheat has changed to a degree that our bodies don't even know what to do with it. And that is causing a lot of issues. So we can try to help the, the body mind figure out what it is, at least turn the volume down on the symptoms. And then the microbiome, a lot of us are aware of it at this point. It's been a big thing in the last couple of years. It is the environment within and on us. It's mm. our friends, our little microbes. <laughs> and they are 
intimately connected with our environment, and they're also intimately connected with our immune system. So if our microbiomes are not happy, then our immune function is compromised. So that's just something to note. Yeah. Fascinating. We're all connected. We are, and it's, it's <laughs> quite amazing when you go into the world of the microbiome, when you are in the same room with other people, your microbiomes are physically connecting. It's quite amazing. Oh, and another environmental point to make is that there's a lot of empaths, a lot of empathetic people that even if we don't listen to the news or we're not <laughs> aware of the latest and greatest, we're still so sensitive that we can feel like something is off and yes. all of a sudden we're more depressed or anxious. And so that's really important to note for yourself. For me as a teenager, I remember waking up in the morning and feeling depressed and not knowing why. And then later on, I realized that something has happened in my country. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Had nothing to do with me. And yet, here I am. Yeah. For change catalysts, coaches, healers, anybody who works with other individuals, we're sort of wired that way. That's our job to be very tuned in mm -hmm. to what is happening at very subtle levels. And so it's no big surprise that many of us are empathetic or empaths. This work is important for you as a change catalyst professional, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's also important for you as a human because we can only do our best work when we are at our best. And so if you recognize yourself in any of this description that Daphna just offered, then that's an opportunity for you to take some healing time for yourself so that you can realign and cultivate that inner peace in a new way, which then allows you to be more present and more uh, grounded for your client work. The other reason I was inspired to have Daphna share her work with us today is that I know that in the past when I've worked with clients, I often work with people going through major life transitions. And often, not all the time, but often or sometimes, people will be dealing with something physical or emotional or mental that's beyond my scope of training. And it would be one thing to just let them handle that somewhere else. But in some cases, I have suggested or offered that they may find some resolution by working with someone with a different set of skills. So this is where referrals come in. And as we move into this time of greater and greater change, I think this is one of our responsibilities as a change catalyst is to be aware of other modalities and what is it that is going on with our client that isn't something that we can help them with, but that we could help them find somebody to help them. I had a client with sleep issues. I've had several clients with post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms. And of course I can't and didn't diagnose them in any way, but I saw that something was off. I saw that there was a pattern that kept recurring and we're gonna talk about that in a second. And it felt like my responsibility to let them know that there was another modality that could support them in healing. And I think as change catalysts, we need to be aware of other people's modalities so that when we come up with a client that's outside of our normal range of work, 
that we can support them in finding somebody reliable and passionate about the work that they need. So let's talk a few minutes, Daphna, about how might Change Catalyst identify that their client needs the kind of work you do? Absolutely. And I just wanted to say that it's so true. I mean, it would be so nice if a single person can fix all the problems. (laughs) It pretty much seems like always it's true that we need more people. We need more resources for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a village. It It takes takes a village. village. Yes, exactly. So a couple of points that will help you identify if a client needs some extra or different work is if the same thing keeps coming up over and over and over again, no matter how much you discuss it or unpack it, it's just the same story. And maybe it comes up in different ways and sneaky ways, but you can identify Mm -hmm. it, then that's a signal. Yes. Just a a note there. When I was doing a lot of one-on-one work, I had a rule of three. If something came up three times over a period of weeks, you know, we would have a session, we would talk about something, they got it mentally, they went on and did whatever they did, but then they came back and we had to have the same conversation again. And something about where they were, they they could take it in mentally, but they couldn't take it in and move from that space. And that is when I would start really focusing in on, okay, what's really going on here? Because it was clear we couldn't resolve it just by talking about it. There was something else going on, some pattern uh, that needed to be addressed through other means. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Another way is that whenever you touch a subject, and again, it doesn't matter how much you've processed it, but your client always has a deep emotional response all of a sudden they're crying, or maybe they try to avoid it and they immediately change the subject or they get angry. That's another clue. Uh, Another one is that if you notice a physical issue or pain or inflammation that they either bring up or you just notice through conversation or something that is sudden or seems weird or mysterious and they get no answers, you can help them that way as well. Yes. And obviously, I don't think we need to say this, but let's say it anyway. This is not about diagnosing anything. It's about noticing that there's a set of circumstances, symptoms, scenarios that are repeating. And when something repeats and does not heal, then that means there's something there to be looked at. And sometimes it needs to be looked at through a different channel than the channel you normally work with, whether it's through the body and you're getting these kinds of symptoms or descriptions coming up around something emotional that's beyond what you do, or vice versa, you work with people through words and they really need some help with another channel like their body or energetics. This is what we're talking about is being attuned to the range of professions that are out there and understanding what they can help our clients with and finding good, good, awesome people to refer to. I once had a good colleague relationship with someone who did fascinating work with PTSD. And I referred her quite a few clients because I would notice that there was something that was triggering them and they were showing signs that this was not going to go away anytime soon. And 
And knowing I had someone that I really respected and trusted to refer them to help them because I could say, this is somebody either I've worked with personally or I've referred other people to. And it just gives them that peace of mind of knowing that that they are going somewhere that's going to support them in depth. I wanted to add one more scenario for clients needing deeper work, and that is sometimes when people respond out of the blue to something, it can indicate that there's an anniversary. So it could be a known anniversary or it could be something from their childhood that they don't even remember. And sometimes you can unpack that anniversary and help them see it. And when they can see it, they can start resolving that. But that's another, your second point where somebody just responds very with deep emotion or deep response. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes that can be an unresolved anniversary. And that's something I do some training on. Anything else you wanted to say there, Daphna? I wanted to mention something about the self-care aspect. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, as a change catalyst, because you're so right. The way I see it is that the more we work on ourselves, the better practitioners we can be. And I want to just say, don't forget about yourself. Because sometimes the client work triggers things in us. Absolutely. It's (laughs) our responsibility to make sure we work on that. Yes. Especially now with things ramping more intensity, faster, multiple things going on at once. And it it does, it brings stuff up for ourselves. But if we can stay in tune with ourselves and resolve that within ourselves, then that helps us be a, a better practitioner in whatever we do. And it also models that you can go through something and come out the other side and be in a better state of mind or state of body or state of peace. Yes. If you're listening to this and all of a sudden you're noticing through your work or just everyday life, that all of a sudden these things are appearing in your client work or or your life, you might want to convince yourself that it's just your imagination because you just listened to this. But just entertain the thought that it might not be because these things tend to happen when we're all of a sudden we're aware of something that's a possibility and we see it. And it happens to me constantly with client work that I learn something new And all of a sudden, it comes up in every single session. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've had that happen too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Ah, we're so connected. Yes. That's the message of the day. Let's talk a little bit about how you work with your clients using the body talk system. And what does it really mean to give someone's body a voice? Yes. So with body talk, I learned how to have a direct conversation with your body. So we circumvent the ego. We circumvent all the stories that we tell ourselves about our situation. And I can then work directly with what we call the psychology of the body, tapping into innate, which is our healing instinct. Our healing instinct initiates and orchestrates the healings. Again, I'm not the healer, it's your body. And that way we uncover all the underlying causes of the issue or the symptom that's just present in your life or in your body. 
And then we can address any communication breakdowns. So our body-mind is so complex. There's so many processes dynamically working together, making it possible for you to do all the things you need to do. But because there's so much going on, there could be communication breakdowns. So we can identify those and clear those breakdowns. And one of my favorite things is that it's a priority-based system. So all the questions that I use are always priority-based. So I don't ask where the problem is or if there's a problem, because there's <laughs> always a problem. I ask what is the priority for healing? And I do that using muscle testing. And that's how I have that direct conversation with the body. So for you, it's very relaxing, could be fun. <laughs> you don't need to think too much. And then there's some tapping on important centers to initiate the healing, like the brain, the heart brain and the gut brain. And another super fabulous part of the system is that it's an open system. So other modalities, other methods of healing can come in at any time, depending on what I know or what you know. And since we're using muscle testing, we're tapping in directly to the body, we can get individualized and exact dosages or recommendations for anything that we may be licensed in. Because two people that have the same diagnosis have vastly differing reasons and paths to healing. It's just individualized to each person. So there's no blanket diagnosis and treatment plan. It's tailored yeah. to each person. That's fascinating. I love yeah. that. And this is how we essentially give the body a voice. Our bodies are constantly trying to alert us to issues and imbalances. And as humans, we don't really speak body. <laughs> <laughs> so I come in as an interpreter. The body tends to get louder and louder and louder and, until we can't ignore the issue or the pain anymore. So again, the body talk, we interpret what the body's trying to say, give it a voice. And you know how it feels when you finally get to talk to your best friend and tell them about this horrible situation you had two days ago and you finally feel some relief? It's the same way because your body is trying to tell you, trying to tell you, but then nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden the story gets heard so the body can relax and it can just stop alerting you, stop creating the symptom. Fascinating. Yeah. I know you work in person, but you mentioned that you can also do this work virtually. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. Wow. Body Talk works remotely because it's all about tapping into the energy. As long as I'm focused on you, I could do the muscle testing on myself as a surrogate. And of course, yeah. I learned how to do that. Yeah. And so the session is the same. The results are the same. And you don't have to be in my office. That's awesome. So flexible. Yeah. Now, the other side of cultivating peace is not just the peace that we create by healing our bodies, but it's also creating peace for the mothers and babes that are coming in. Let's talk a little bit about your work in this area, because this is also very fascinating and sort of expanded my way of thinking about how do we move through this time of change? The fact that you're working with the next generation from basically the minute they get here or even before they arrive was a new concept that I hadn't considered before. So thank you for that insight. Yes, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So the way I work with moms, I am actually in the process of developing what I call the Mama Academy. And it's going to be an online resource and I call it a living resource because it will be constantly growing and changing that has all the things it takes to raise a happy and healthy baby as well as thrive as a mom. 
because there's so many things. And as new moms, we want all the things, but there isn't an organized, credible source that we can look for these days. So I'm building that. And as I mentioned before, I have a decade of experience with infant development, parent coaching. So within the Mama Academy, I will be teaching parents that are expecting how to prepare for the baby want to help them resolve any emotional or energetic issues or stresses that they're facing in that preparation because it can be stressful. And then work with the mom to prepare for the labor and I work on the baby the moment, well, ideally the moment that they are born or within the first hour. Actually, and that is called the golden hour in medicine where when you get to a person within the first hour of a trauma of any kind, then you can reverse it. If you let it sit, then the body starts compensating for it and then it's harder to get to. So ideally get to the baby within the first hour and then I accompany them through the first year with all their infant development needs and questions and again, navigating all the decisions they need to make because this whole process can be stressful for the mom and for the parents as a unit, the Mama Academy can be the antidote for that because it can teach them everything they need to know. I'll be sharing all of the infant development knowledge I have, all the wellness tips I can give. I'm going to teach somebody talk that they can use on their own. And then I'm going to be hosting all the other experts who work with moms and babies. So you have easy access to all this information. I'm trying to negate the Google rabbit hole searches that yes, lead to so fear and desperation and like, really like you're alone. And so here's where my why comes in. In order to cultivate a peaceful world, which is my dream, creating this community to help moms move beyond that judgment and the shame that is pretty rampant currently in the whole parenting world and support them in making educated choices that are right for them and their family from pregnancy through the first year of life with baby and beyond. Awesome. What a resource that will be. Congratulations. Ooh, thank Just you. Dreaming that up is big. Yes. We've talked about several modalities and certainly there's a wide range of ways that people change, but I wondered if you could talk about what are you seeing that your clients experience both short-term and long-term after creating this new inner peace within themselves? Yes. In the short term, I could say that 99% of the time, immediately at the end of the session, if they're in person, as soon as they sit up and get off of my table, they look like they're lighter. They're both light as light and also the weight is off. Their eyes are brighter and they tell me that they feel lighter. There could be an immediate relief of symptoms or pain. It may not be complete, but there is a shift that could last or not, it really depends on the person and their situation. They always feel like they're completely heard. There's no time limit on a story if it comes up. We unpack it as much as the body says is a priority to do. Some people say it's the first time ever that they felt heard. And then symptoms decrease over time. And sometimes they're gone for good. Clients see their lives and their options change. They become more positive, more constructive in their lives and just feeling more aligned. Sometimes that's all that's needed is to get in alignment with yourself and what you want for yourself and things change. Yes. Alignment is such an important piece of the puzzle. If 
finding that <laughs> resonance for yourself so you're not always fighting yourself. All moving in the same direction for the same purpose. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the depth of your work and the multifaceted nature of it. I think this kind of connecting everything together to look at all of what's happening for a person is so important for healing. I was not aware of this modality before, so I'm grateful to know about that. We've been talking about your work, but let's get a little bit more specific. So how do you describe your work as a change catalyst? I see it as helping people improve their lives in the here and now, no matter what's going on, no matter what's around, so they can be who they want to be and have a high quality of life and actually take that potentiality into their homes, their families, communities. Again, it's that planting a seed and seeing the ripple effect. And for me, it's all about tapping into your potential and unleashing your potential for wellness and well-being. And really, I'm here to let people know that there's another option. And it's really good. A lot of people don't even know that there's another option, yeah. just like you mentioned. <laughs> yes, so true. Yeah. yeah, we sit with these issues, reminder that we don't have to do that. Exactly. And then you mentioned that it is virtual, so that is not a limitation. What is the best way for people to learn more about you and your work? Yeah, you can very easily find information on my website at staffmegalon.com and you can schedule a free consult if you just want to chat. You can learn about me and my why. And there's going to be a link to that. And I'll share an, a fun resource of how to stop an emotional downward spiral on the spot. Cool. But yeah, a little video that I did a little while ago. Yeah, and if you want to find a practitioner in your area, I'll share a resource for the International Body Talk Association where they have a listing of all practitioners all around the world. Beautiful. So all of Daphne's resources will be available on my website, which is flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. And we will have a direct link back to the show there as well in case you want to re-listen. And that page also has a list of all of the shows we've done so far. Thank you, Daphna, for all of the wisdom you've shared about cultivating peace. I'm really intrigued by the work that you do. Thank you so much, Carol. You're very welcome. And I'll just name the website one more time, flourishasachangecatalyst.com forward slash radio. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst at the growing edge. You've been listening to Change Catalysts at the Growing Edge on InspiredNewsRadio.com with Carol McClelland Fields. Tune in regularly to hear more ways you can flourish as a change catalyst.